Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode with Heather McGuire, who is going to talk to us about intuition. Now, here's the cool thing. I met Heather at a chamber event in my town that was for business women, women in business, and she was talking about intuition. Now, intuition is something that I think a lot about. I don't always talk about it so much, but it actually is behind a lot of the things that I do, a lot of the choices I make in my life, and a lot of the reasons behind what I serve up to you. So this conversation, I was really excited to have. I was really excited to see her speaking in front of a room of business people. And I was really excited that she agreed to come here and talk to us. So let me tell you a little bit about why I think intuition is so important and sort of my experience with it before we get Heather on the podcast. So Intuition for me is so important because to me, intuition is that little voice that is really behind everything creative that I do, every choice I make, and it really enables me to make choices with certainty and with gratitude and with commitment. And for a long time, I couldn't access this. And it was just because everything was busy. So the first time, I mean, I've always dabbled. I've always been a person who could lead from my heart ever since I was a small child. But at some point, I think what actually happened was that food got in the way. So the first big milestone for me in feeling so much lighter, so much clearer about everything I did was when I changed my food. So for a long time, I was teaching about how to change your food. And I realized that a lot of what I was really hoping to do was just clear up all the garbage that was stopping all of us from tapping into our own intuitive wisdom. And so after food, it really became about time. Because what I realized is that me and all the other busy parents out there, we were doing a lot of things. We were busying ourselves. I remember weekends where we would go to the Museum of Science and we would go out for meals and we would just go, go, go with these little kids because it's what we thought we had to do. And I remember finally simplifying and finally realizing that we could just be home and that we could cook food and that our food actually really affected how we felt and that we didn't always have to be on the go. And in those little changes in my life, I became so much clearer about everything, about how I wanted to parent, about the business I wanted to run, about why it was okay that I didn't eat those brownies or why I really wanted to make sure I slept well. And it's all so that I could live in more certainty and tap into the wisdom that's inside of me. So that was a lot of information as we head into this episode, but I just, I, that's really important for me that you know that about me and that that's why 
I do a lot of what I do, even though that's not what we're always talking about here. And actually that leads me to an event that's coming up that I would love you to pencil into your calendar. It's going to be on November 15th. It's going to be a full day. It's going to be free. And I'm going to explain to you how you can do it from anywhere. And that's going to be coming up next week. So pay attention because you won't want to miss this. It's all about how to make your December really sane, really not overwhelming, really wonderful in a way that will enable you to tap into your intuition so that you can head into 2020 with total confidence and excitement and creativity and all the things that you want as you head into a fresh new year, all while having had like the best ever December. So that's my my wish. And that's what I'm hoping that one day will will reward you with. So one day, November 15th, pencil that in and stay tuned for more details on how to actually get a ticket to that one day event, which actually you'll want to pay attention because it will be free if you show up on November 15th. I have a second announcement. You can still sign up for the Life After 40 Summit, which is a summit that I spoke on along with some amazing women. I'm humbled and honored and super excited to be a part of this summit, which was created by my friend, Natalie Machenko, who's also been on this podcast. And you can go check that out by going to plansimple.com slash love 40. And the idea is that as we are coming into 40 and after 40, a lot changes. A lot of things change about our body and how we perceive ourselves and how we want to have relationships. And it's not something that we talk about a lot because this time in our 40s is generally a time we're pretty busy with doing our work and raising our kids. And so there's not a lot of conversation about it. And personally, I was kind of shocked. I'm 44. And when I got into my 40s and stuff started changing about my body, I didn't understand what was happening and I didn't have any information. And I can't say it's something that I've researched as much as I would like to. And so I am super excited to tune in to this summit that Natalie has put together. So make sure you go grab your ticket. She's, I think she has like 40 speakers who are giving talks over the course of two weeks. Of course, I did one about planning. And you can get those at plansimple.com slash love 40. So I highly recommend going to get that. And we'll be having some conversations about that um, in our world as well, because I really will be tuning into a lot of those conversations, especially the ones about um, perimenopause and our bodies and all the things that, you know, all the nutrients we can take in and all those kinds of things, because that really interests me at this point. All right, with no further ado, let's get Heather on the show.
Hey, Heather, welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited you're here. So it was so fun how we met and it's, I don't always go to local events. So I was so excited to see you in this somewhat, not corporate setting, that's the right word, but not the right word, but you know, it wasn't in a yoga studio. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> it was fun to see you in that <laughs> And I knew I had yeah. to get you on. <laughs> yeah, that was such a fun group. A yeah. great group of women. Yeah. So one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on is because I, I saw what an amazing job you do at really explaining intuition. And there's definitely people who are listening to this, who play around with, you know, listening to their intuition and have, have had this tool. But I definitely have heard people in our audience who are like, I just don't have that. You know, that's not my thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's kind of why I wanted to get you on for all those people who are like, that's not my thing. And then we'll go deeper for the people who, who are playing around with their intuition. Okay. But will you explain just what intuition is and how you see it and, and so that those who think they don't have it may, open, may think maybe for even a minute that they do? Right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So for everybody who thinks they don't have it, you have it. Absolutely. And intuition is how you know things without thinking them out. When you, when you just know without having a reason why you know, that's your intuition. Um, and so you, everybody's had those experiences where you just know you think of someone and then they call you or you, um, you just have to leave early and it turns out you missed a big um, traffic jam or car accident or something like that. Um, so it's happening to us all the time. And the more quiet we get, the more we begin to, to recognize that. Um, and a lot of people who feel like they don't have an intuition or they don't hear it or connect with it um, are people who, are, who have an idea of what it's supposed to look or sound or feel like. And so part of developing your intuition or beginning to hear your intuition better is understanding what your intuition looks and sounds and feels like. Mm. I love that. I love that it's individualized that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell us, how did you get into all this? Will you take us back a little bit? Sure. Sure. So, um, so I've always been someone who kind of, sees the connections between people. And I think that you had this conversation with somebody else on your podcast. I think I heard somebody else say this, that, yep. you know, I grew up really seeing those connections between people and almost seeing like a break in the communication and seeing yes. where one person was coming in and it wasn't meeting where the other person was coming in. Um, and so if I had to put my finger on something, I would say that that is kind of the beginning of me hearing my intuition speak to me. Um, but I really grew up out in nature and really connected to plants and animals and things. So was always in my imagination and in my intuition. Uh, but about 15, 16 years ago, um, my uh, son was really small. I was pregnant with my daughter and, um, and really felt isolated and alone and depressed and really struggling. And I found an intuitive development circle 
and just started going every single week for two hours and meditating and practicing and just loving being with a group of people who valued that, who saw the importance in slowing down and connecting within and seeing what, what they would find. And it really changed my life. That's amazing. I love that it happened at that time. Um, it's interesting because I wonder if our senses are heightened at that time of, of, I don't know, pregnancy and small children. I feel like at that moment, we really, we, we might be unintentionally tuned in just because we're guarding this, these small beings. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. You, you, there's something so primal that swells up inside of you when you're caring, when you're creating life and caring for life in such a hands-on moment to moment way. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about why. Oh, so, so that means that your kids right now are like in high school. Is that how old your kids are? They're six. Right. Right. 17 and 15. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. So, so you're in the thick of the the emotional part of parenting. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Although I have to say, I I'm really loving having teenagers. I never thought I would say that, but I really do love it. I have the exact same experience. I tell everybody it's the best part of parenting. I have a 16-year-old, a 13-year-old, and I still have a 10-year-old, but I find, I wonder if it's like the coaches thing or, you know, I don't know. I just, I love every minute of it way more than actually I loved the littler times. (laughs) Like I just feel like it gets better and better. (laughs) I do too. I'm with you. I agree. Okay. So let's talk about why or sort of why and how to tap into our intuition. So why are some reasons, like what are some reasons that we might not, like if we feel like we're not, we're not, we don't have that skill, what are some reasons why that might not be happening for us? Well, almost all of us, almost all of the time are not living inside of our bodies. Yeah. Right. And um, for a lot of us, that um, has to do with just how busy our lives are. It has to do with, you know, we're living in the future, we're living in the past. Um, you know, we've got anxiety and stress and all of that that just pushes us out of our body. But for a lot of us also, um, you know, when big emotions and big feelings and big experiences enter our life, it, it can be a scary place to be inside your body and feel all of that. And so most of us at bigger or smaller, more dramatic moments, we, we kind of left our bodies. Our bodies didn't really feel like a safe place. And so, yeah, and part of, part of getting in touch with your intuition and part of really living in your body is um, there's a lot of reasons to do it. And I really find that when you live inside of your body, um, not 24 24- seven, we all get caught up and we all get busy and we all, you know, yep. lose track of, of ourselves. Um, but when you can return in and when you develop that muscle of being able to pull yourself back into your body, that's the, this union, this beautiful union between um, creation and um, this dimension that we live in and our soul, our higher knowing, our connection to the collective consciousness. I believe it all kind of unites when we are in our body and, and feeling who we are, then 
that's where we create from. That's where we manifest from. And so that's why I feel like it's important to do this work um, because it, you're almost making your life easier. Yeah. You know, things fall into place when you're coming from that space. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about doing this work because from what you just said, that infers that maybe it's not always easy. <laughs> right? Well, like if it's hard to be in your body, that means you have to sit with that maybe sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but on the flip side of that coin, I tell everyone, make it easy. Make it easy. I just had a, a client a few days ago and she's like, yeah, I don't like it in my body. I don't hang out in there. And I said, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You know, let's make your homework for the next couple of weeks that you um, pick an emotion. You can even go through your calendar book and today is going to be perplexed and tomorrow's going to be pissed off and the next day is going to be um, ecstatic. And for 10 seconds, call that emotion and feel it inside of your body. Yeah. And just well, start practice really light lifting. Yeah, I love that because I think that whether it's the great or the bad, sometimes it's that we just don't want to feel, right? So we're just exactly. really getting busy or eating the wrong food or whatever because that just sort of numbs out the bad, but it also tends to numb out the intuitive and the good, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so just doing it, your body already knows how to do this. You already know how to do this. It's really giving yourself permission and making it feel safe. And if that means for 10 seconds, you're going to feel, and then you can go on with your day, then do that. And you're yeah. starting to learn that it's safe and you're starting to develop a new habit. And that's all you can make it easy on yourself. I love that. Okay, so let's. We were talking a little bit before we went on air around the blocks, like that some of us put up when. And it's interesting because when we're talking about that, I was thinking, you know, I definitely come from a place that I've always been able to hear the intuitive voice. Um, I've definitely had moments where I've like eaten the wrong foods and gotten myself too busy so that I sort of dulled it away. Um, but I've definitely had that, but, but that doesn't mean that when I like have a knowing that I'm supposed to do something that I do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the muscle that I try to fit, you know, <laughs> figure out <laughs> on a regular basis. It's like, wait, why didn't I do that? Like five years ago when I knew I was supposed to. Right. So where does that, like, what, what does it come from that we, that we don't think that we can listen to this voice or that we don't think that we can, you know, follow what we our inside tells us that we're supposed to be doing oh that's a good question um well let's see let's see if i can i feel like i've got five different answers to this question and the first okay. one that jumps out at me is, is the difference between sort of um fear and intuition and yeah. a lot of times um when people are 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 trying to really tune in and listen and say, okay, well, what am I meant to do here? What's the right thing for me to do here? And there's all of this fear that they're feeling because when you're looking at changing your life or taking on something new, it can be really overwhelming and scary. Um, and so for a lot of people, they, well, I just, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. 
Um, so my intuition must be telling me not to do it. And so there's sort of this teasing apart of um, owning your fear and saying, okay, in this bucket, I'm terrified and it's scary and here's all the reasons why. And over here is my intuitive knowing, right? And this is like you said, when I know this is what I'm supposed to do. So, um, so starting there, I would say, just own your fear and say, this is super scary and, and overwhelming and that's okay. And I'm going to give myself permission to feel that. And then I'm going to make my decision about what I want to do. And, um, and then when you put off doing what you know you are called to do, um, you know, the universe keeps serving it up to you. You yeah. don't only get one crack at it. So it will circle back around. You'll get another chance. And um, just remember what it felt like to, to not do it. Just remember, okay, I didn't do this last time I had the chance. And I really, really wish that I did. And, and carry that with you and help that push you over the fear hump, you know? Yeah, I love that. And it's true. Things do come back. <laughs> I feel like sometimes <laughs> there's certain things where, you know, I write a lot in the morning and there's certain things where I'm like, oh my God, I've been writing this for years. Right. I am <laughs> not doing this. <laughs> it's been knocking on your door forever. Okay. So it seems like then some of the ways that we block our our intuition are staying busy, um, not being in our body. And then is there anything else? Um, well, you know, in terms of the, the block of, um, following what you're supposed, what you, what you know, you're meant to do, what you feel called to do. Mm -hmm. Um, part of that is, um, really owning your strength and owning your power. And, um, so, when I talk to people in an intuitive reading, when I sit down with my clients, we almost always reach a point where they say, okay, so what I need to do is I need to be more, I need to start, I need to, um, and it's all this language and conversation about how they're not enough yes. right now in this moment. And so becoming aware of all of the ways that we're telling ourselves that we're not enough is how we're taking our foot off the brakes and letting ourselves move forward because all of those times when we say okay i need to i need to meditate more i need to be more conscious i need to all of those things that uh, make us feel like we're not good enough right now are the things that are stopping us we are are already there. It doesn't mean that there's not more learning. It doesn't mean that there's not more growth, but it means that the next step is right there waiting for us to take. And all we have to do is do it. Yeah. And I feel like that's so prevalent. I mean, if you walk into Staples <laughs> Target, like the binders and the pencil cases now say I'm enough. <laughs> so it's right. like, this isn't just a thing that, you know, we're finding on the fringes these days. It's like, Clearly, this is a mainstream problem that we're all, a lot of us are feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and you hear everything is like, okay, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day. And um, personally, I'm not, um, like, I, I don't even remember to take my vitamins every day. I'm not a habitual type of person. I don't do those kinds of things well. It's very stressful for me mm -hmm. to try and remember to, 
okay, 15 minutes a day, I'm going to weed my garden. 20 minutes a day, I'm going to, you know, do whatever. And, um, and so I think those little messages all the time of just do this a little bit more, just do this a little bit more, this little bit more, when really it should be just do a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's true because when you're doing a little bit less, you, you, it, it's, we almost think that the more we do, the closer we get to these things that we want. But actually, the less we do, the more we can hear the wiser words of like the simplest way to get from point A to point B, right? Exactly. Exactly. And we, and we join into a partnership with the universe when we stop um, needing to do everything ourselves. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about that, not needing to do everything ourselves. Yeah, um, that is when you um, get into the zone and, and, and you just start meeting everybody you need to meet, all the lights are green, all of everything just kind of happens. And um, you do that from trust. You really have to just trust. I'm being myself. I'm showing up as myself. And, um, and I'm giving my authentic best, whatever that looks like. And again, that doesn't mean you're working hard, killing yourself. It means you're giving your best to whatever this thing is. And, um, and by letting go of needing to figure out how you're going to map out your strategy of meeting everyone and making things happen, you just leave room for the magic. You leave room for the universe to drop in those connections. And, um, and it's so much easier and it's so much better than anything you would have cooked up on your own. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and it's hard to, it's really hard to explain, but I'm sure everyone's had those little moments and then we right. sort of have to recall them and believe that they can happen for us. Right. Right. And it's not that you don't do anything. It's not that you just sit on the couch, you know, eating chips and watching TV. You're continuing to take the next steps. But what you're doing is you're letting go of all of the stress of needing to figure out every single CRM, every single meal plan, every single everything. And just say, okay, this is what feels right. This is what feels manageable and sane. And this is where I'm going to keep going. Um, the direction I'm going to drive towards. Yeah. And that balance between like taking a step back and action I find is so interesting and, you know, worth just noticing and, and figuring out. So I, one of my favorite, I mean, just, I hear a lot about people saying that they're going just, you know, cause I do do a lot around time management. So I'll hear clients say, you know, for this season, I'm really going to focus. I hear the physical therapy one a lot. Somehow as women, like when we're injured and then we need to do physical therapy, it's really hard for us. It's like the vitamins. It's hard for us to show up on a daily basis. Right. <laughs> and I've heard many times people say that they're, you know, this is what they're going to focus on. They're really going to do it this time. And then something happens. Like they go get a massage and it's like done or like they realized they just had the wrong surgery. Someone realized they had the wrong surgery and they went and got it and it was like, fine. You know, and so it's like all these things. But if we don't take that initial step of like, I'm going to spend some time on this, sometimes we can't see those other solutions that might seemingly be faster. Yeah, definitely. All right. So 
I don't know. You have such great, simple tools. So for anyone who's listening and thinking like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, but everybody, all of us have like thousands of choices we're making in a day. Mm -hmm. Whether it's like that we're going to the grocery store now or at three or, you know, we're going to do a walk (laughs) now or later. So what are some of your simple tools for using the intuitive process to start to get some small answers? Okay. Well, the first thing is really actually tuning into your body because your body will tell you what it wants, what's best for you, what feels true for you, what, um, you know, you're attracted to what's good for you and you're, and you're repelled to what's not. And, um, so the way I teach people to do that for starters is really just to stand up um, like we did at that at that uh, workshop, stand mm-hmm. up, take a few deep breaths, and clear your energy, and then um, and then just start playing around and thinking of things that are true and thinking of things that are not true. So for me, I start with I am a woman, and mm-hmm. I notice how my body is pulled forward. Um, and your body may do something a little bit different, but just getting still and being patient and knowing that your body is talking to you somehow, and then something that's not true, and noticing my body's reaction, and my body, I'm always pulled back. So, um, so play around with that, and then when you're at the grocery store, you know, pick something up in your hand, and hold on to it and notice what happens inside of your body. Are you pulled towards it or pushed back? Do you feel expansive and alive or do you feel heavy and dull? Um, just starting to pay attention because your body is talking to you all of the time. Um, and then the next thing I do with people is talk to them about uh, what your intuition sounds like and looks like because for a lot of people they feel i'm not hearing anything i'm not seeing anything Mm -hmm. and so i tell people um imagine imagine a bowl of ice cream your favorite kind of ice cream close your eyes and picture it and you get an image in your in your mind's eye And that's the kind of image that you get from your imagination. It feels like you. It doesn't feel like, you know, something jumping out in front of you necessarily. It it really just feels like you. Your intuition is using your senses, the tools of your body to communicate with you. And, And when you, you know, hear a song, sing a song inside of your head, your favorite song. The way that it sounds is it's your inner voice. And that's what your intuition sounds like when it's talking inside of your head. It sounds like you. So just being aware of these images and, and, um, and the knowing that's coming into you and even the sensation of, you know, when you're standing next to someone and you start to feel kind of icky or, you know, you kind of cringe a little bit and you really want to get away. Your intuition is using your body and your senses to communicate things with you. So uh, stop telling yourself that you don't have it and you can't do it and just start listening and noticing and you're already on your way. Yeah. I love that. It's funny. You reminded me of that 
tool when we, when we were at the event. And um, I used to use that all the time when I was changing the way I ate 10 years ago. So I, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't do the first part. I just thought that if you lean toward it, you, it was, you should have it. And if you lean back from it, and I was always amazed how my body would like lean toward <laughs> things that I should have and really lean away. Like I would fall over and the things that I knew I shouldn't have, but I just wanted to test it out. So I use that tool all the time. And I, I've used it a lot less lately with food just because I, I feel like that's something I, I understand now for myself. But you right. reminded me of that. So I literally came home that day and I was supposed to go to an event in New York. And I just had this like intuitive hit, I guess, this knowing that like that wasn't the right, I had, I was looking forward to it. My husband was staying home from work so he could, you know, working from home so that the kids would, he would be here when the kids got home. Like I had figured it all out, but I just, I have, I'm, I'm working on a bunch of big projects and I just had this feeling like I shouldn't go. And I totally then got taken by all these things outside of me, all these emails about this person I've always wanted to meet being there and yada, yada, yada. And so I ended up going, I ended up driving and it was a two day event and I had a great talk with a friend. So that was great. And I went to the event and I learned one thing. I mean, so I guess in that sense, I got what I needed, but then I was like, what am I doing here? And I literally (laughs) came home, you know, it's a three hour drive, but I was literally like, I am not meant to be here. Um, And so I went home and it was like, it was interesting. And it's funny that I could also argue that, you know, my intuition led me there because I ended up having a great conversation with my parents who I was staying with and that kind of stuff. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I I also couldn't have gone. And so it's, it's interesting how how we get these clear signals. <laughs> and then there's, exactly. so much, there's so much input. So maybe you have good advice for that. I feel like there's so much part of the reason possibly that we can't hear this voice is that we're so busy and being conditioned by all these things outside of us, right? right. Like all right. the ways it's supposed to be, all the things our past told us it was supposed to be, and maybe generations before that, and the school that our kids are at, and you know, all these ways. It's and so overwhelming. Yeah. And it doesn't leave much space, right? Exactly. Exactly. And we live in this world of, um, you know, don't miss out. You need this. Um, there's such a sort of um, low grade panic running through everything. If I'm not there, if I don't do it, if I don't have it, you know, um, and it's, and it's so unhealthy. Yeah. It's so unhealthy. And um and I think you did a beautiful thing by recognizing what your intuition was saying to you and saying, okay, I have this message and um, thank you for the message. Thank you for this information. And I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and then when you went, <laughs> you, you, you stayed in sort of a calm place where you could have this conversation with your parents, um, you know, meet up with, with a friend and, and still learn. But so you didn't, you didn't jump into uh, beating yourself up. Why am I here? What am I doing? Why did I do this? You just stayed present for where you were and got the value that was available for you. Um, So I think, you, you know, you handled it beautifully and who knows if you hadn't gone what, what it was, but you know, it'll come back around. 
you'll have another crack. (laughs) Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. And so do you have any, um, so I love the idea of being in your, I love that tool of being in your body. And then, and I guess what we have to do is make the time for that, right? We have to make the time to have these inquiries throughout the day. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's really a a process of, of, of asking, you know, kind of open-ended questions, even, you know, when you realize that you're um, so gripped with anxiety over what, how is this project going to work out? How am I going to make this a success? How am I going to fix this relationship? You know, all of these things. And we really dig in and we try and figure it out and map it out. And that's great. But then you got to back off and say, okay, I've done my work. I've, I've thought about it. I've made a plan. Now I'm going to back away. And that's when your intuition can come in and say, okay, here's what you missed. Here's where you can, here's where you can adjust or, um, or you'll, you'll see something in the paper or on a billboard. That's an answer that you hadn't thought of. And so it's, it's, it's allowing for yourself to be allowing for a partnership with the universe. Yeah. And it's interesting because we're, as this is going live, we're coming into the holiday season. And I don't know, maybe like six years ago, I realized that that whole month of December really like takes me out of my body, like took me out of my Mm -hmm. body anymore, but (laughs) for a long time it did. Mm -hmm. And for so many reasons, right? Like I was eating food that was not grounding me. I was participating in all these, you know, rituals and whatever that weren't mine, right? Like Mm -hmm. all the stuff, all the events, like, and I just, by the time the month was over, just because all the things take up so much time, I always felt like I needed a vacation from, (laughs) you know, like what is going on here? Um, And so, you know, I really started focusing in on how we could make it ours and really create space during that time. Because for whatever reason, I really find that, that that's a particularly a time of year where space is important to me. Yep. Um, just because you just don't have that many moments where we, I live in New England as you do. So it's like cold and it's just such a cozy family time. And I don't know, I just feel like there's so much opportunity in that time that, uh, you know, I definitely was somehow jeopardizing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so well, I forget what my, my point was of that story, but oh, the, just the idea of space and time and that it just really does, we do have to create that space. Um, and for me, making a plan has always been about that. You know what I mean? So I think we've learned that planning is all about, or is all about sort of productivity. And for me, it's really been about like, how do I make it so that I don't have to do anything for these two hours or there's nothing planned (laughs) or, you know, I'm eating well, you know, all the things that help you tap into your intuition. You kind of have to proactively think about them in this day and age. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think it's using um, that tool of planning in a really healthy way rather than from a panicked place of how can I add more? How can I do more to how can I get done what needs to be done? So I have space for what, what's important to me or what's also important to me, which is myself, my family, my friends. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that panicked place. (laughs) (laughs) What do you have? So, so obviously like 
getting into your body using that tool is so amazing. But what if you're in a really panic place where it's hard to access that? Do you have a sort of a way to get out of panic and maybe into calm so that eventually you could access your body and your intuition? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not, like I mentioned, a daily pretty much anything beyond meditation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, but I do find that journaling is helpful, especially yeah. journaling in the morning and just that stream of consciousness. And honestly, not, not, not lying to your journal and yourself, but honestly writing down, holy smokes, I can't believe everything that I need to do. I can't believe everything that I haven't done. I can't, I can't believe I'm not good enough. I'm all of your panic that you wake up with and you enter the day with, you know, it's like it greets you as soon as you're, as soon as you come into consciousness, your, your, your face breaks the surface of the water almost and, and you're breathing in panic. Um, write all of that down. And then you can actually see what it is that you are feeding yourself. And part of that event that we met at, I did a demonstration with a pendulum and how, how instantaneously your thoughts impact your energy. And so the pendulum will spin, spin um, really, you know, a nice healthy circle. And then you can make it grow, grow even bigger by thinking really positive things. And at the minute you start to think negatively and start to think small, your body collapses, your shoulders hunch, and that pendulum just drops and stops and it's done. Yeah. You're no longer, um, you're no longer alive, so to speak. Your energy is just just dead and you can't create from there you can't there's no positivity there there's no growth there and so capturing that all on the page and seeing what it is that you're feeding yourself um, is is an eye-opener and then knowing that that's a choice yeah that's a choice that all of that may be true that's fine we don't have to talk back to it we don't have to engage with it in fact I think the less you engage with all of that the better um, but you can just say, okay, there's everything I thought. What else is there? And then write some new thoughts. Write some new things to think about and keep that handy. Um, one of my clients just told me about this app. It's called Think Up, and you can record your own voice saying positive affirmations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and what a great way to interrupt the pattern of panic and stress than just give yourself some new thoughts to think. It's as simple as that. And then your body can start to go in a new direction. Just just being aware of what you're thinking and breaking the pattern, I think, is so beneficial. So yeah, beneficial. I love that. And I think as moms, we tend to hold like we have so much responsibility to keep it po you know keep it positive and keep it uplifted in our, <laughs> our family and yep. so i think very often we suppress a lot of like the bad you know what what isn't feeling right or really feeling our body like we were talking about at the beginning and mm -hmm. so for me writing has been amazing 
you know, it was a bit harder for me to feel bad feelings at the beginning because I really wanted to be a positive person. I didn't want people to think I was like whiny or negative or whatever. Right. I didn't want myself to feel, think I was that, but writing for some reason really helped me like give myself permission to put it all down on paper. You know, I used to just even throw away my pieces of paper. I didn't even keep them in a book. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And it's just, it's almost like it's almost like cleaning out a room, right? Like if we're, if in, if the intuition it needs to come into a space and how we're as humans understanding like the picture or the word, we're understanding them coming into our head, then it can't come in if it's like all jumbled with all this stuff going on. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So it just that. gets lost in the noise. Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, thank you so much for all these tools. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. So tell people how what you do and how they can get a hold of you. So what I do is I work with people individually over the phone in person through through Zoom. Um, and I do events and um, really it's all about getting in touch with your intuition, getting in touch with the truth of who you are. And um, it is a very healing process. I love groups, even the, even the event we met at. There's so much healing there in just coming honestly to a conversation yeah. and um, showing up that way. It, it, it doesn't happen all over the place in our world. And it, it just is so soothing. If nothing else, it's very soothing to our nervous system to be in yeah. a room of people who are just showing up authentically. Um, and the one-on-one -on -one work is really using my intuition and, and what happens is that stuff that you've been carrying around comes to the surface and we look at it and we open it up and we shed some light on what happened when you were six and you got in trouble for whatever and all of the decisions you made about who you were then. And then because we opened it up and we unpacked it, our energy bodies, just like our physical bodies, are self-healing. And they begin to release all of that and, and incorporate all of that. And when we can approach life from a different space. Yeah, I love that. Um, and it's interesting because I, the other thing I think that as women, definitely as mothers, <laughs> that we, just the idea of you going to a circle and taking that time, I, you know, when your kids were little might be triggering for people who are listening, like, well, I don't have time for that. Right. Like I'm doing this mother thing and I'm working all the time and all the things. Yeah. And one of the things that you showed us actually, when I met you, which was so interesting and it's hard to explain on a podcast, I feel like it was a very visual teaching was that when you did do some of the pendulum and showing us somebody's energy contracting and then expanding, when our energy is high, it affects the whole room. Mm -hmm. So by us taking care of ourselves in this way, we're helping our families, we're helping our communities, we're helping our schools, because us feeling like crap all the time isn't helping anybody. <laughs> yeah, forgot absolutely. That. Absolutely. And when my son was small, um, it, was, it was so challenging. He has such a strong personality and it just wasn't what I pictured having a toddler and a little little young, you know, five, six, seven-year-old boy to be. And, um, and it was so hard for me. It was so, so hard for me. And I would get to a point where I just, just 
was exasperated and 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 just wrung out and um and eventually one day i just thought what is it that i want with him and i and i i closed my eyes and i envisioned us just laughing together us just it being easy and i just spent a few moments in that space and the the word that i came away with was love and i just kept repeating love to myself and after school at pickup which i've heard from other moms is challenging for them too sometimes that transition time but after school from pickup which was usually super hard um i picked him up and didn't that little guy just run over and give me a hug and we just laughed and it was magic i didn't have to do anything beyond yeah, yeah. get clear about what I wanted and, and carrying that word with me of love um, created a new energy in me and a new way of being in me that he instantly felt he instantly responded to. I love that. Um, that's amazing. I love that story. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Do you have anything in closing that you want to say to everyone or do you feel like we've, we've done our thing? Um, I think we've done our thing. Just yeah. everybody trust yourself. Yeah, I feel like we covered a lot. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. At the end of every episode, I always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because I do believe that action is where real change happens. But here's the cool thing about action. Action doesn't have to be huge. Action can be these small little doable steps that you commit to that really move you forward. So here's what I recommend. I recommend once a week, I do it on a Sunday, choose one thing that you're going to work on and really commit to it for a week. Commit to putting it into your calendar, commit to having fun with it, commit to experimenting with it and see how you can make it your own. So at the end of every episode, I always share three ideas for this one doable change, not so that you take all three, but so that you choose one, one doable change and really make it your own. All right, here are three from this episode. Number one, play with the true, not true exercise. So here's the, how you do that. You stand up, you take a few deep breaths and clear your energy, and then you just start playing around. Think of things that are true, and then think of things that are not true, one at a time. And when you have a thought about what it is true, for example, I am a woman or I am a man, then those are things that pretty much you know the answer to. So see where your body goes. Heather and I both shared that when we hear something that is true or a yes, our body leans forward. And when we hear something that is false, our body leans back. So start off by answering, asking questions that you know the answer to and see where your body goes and see if you can understand the pattern. And then as you start to ask other yes and no questions, you'll know the answer because you'll know what your body does when it wants something or doesn't want something. It's so cool. And this will really help you to tune into that intuition, to tune into your body, to know what to do next. So play with that for a week if that is a doable change that calls to you. Okay, doable change number two, journal to get out of panic. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stress, this time of year can do that to us. 
this might be a reason to use journaling. We talk about a lot of different ways to use journaling on this show. This is just one way if you're feeling in a moment of slight panic, which is totally okay. So try opening a journal and using it to get out of panic. And this is how you would do that. You start your day by writing down all the thoughts that are flooding into your head. These are usually the thoughts that are leading you to feel this overwhelm and this panic and this stress. And after you're done dumping all these things from your head each morning, then read through and see what things you're feeding yourself. Uh, we are have so many thoughts so many thoughts. And it's so interesting to see how some of our thoughts, well, all of our thoughts are just thoughts and how, if we had to go through and name what the actual circumstances are, which are totally neutral, how different it would look. So really go through and see what you're feeding your thoughts, see what your, what thoughts you're feeding yourself and see if there's a way that you can start to turn them around. So you can start to take one thought and change it and make yourself feel a different way. It is such a powerful tool to play with so much fun. So that would be just a great doable change to fit into your life, which looks like creating some time to write and then maybe making some reminders in your phone so that you remember to look at those thoughts and turn them around throughout the day. Okay. Doable change. Number three, feel your feelings. This is actually kind of important to make number two work. So one of the big blocks to our intuition is not being in our bodies, not really being grounded in our bodies. This I know for a fact because it was a big problem of mine before I changed my food. So one way to start this change is to practice just feeling your feelings. So take 10 seconds each day or throughout a day and just tune in to what you're feeling. You can practice with a chosen feeling or you can let yourself fully feeling feel something that's just coming up for you and just let yourself feel it, whether it's good or bad and move on. And I think that this practice of doing it for 10 seconds makes it safe because a lot of times when we're feeling bad feelings, we don't want to fully feel them because who wants to feel bad? And that is a moment we're not sure how long they'll last or if they'll end. And so very often those are the times that we overeat or grab a glass of wine or go shopping on Amazon. And it's because we want that feeling to end. So if you just set a timer for 10 seconds and know that at the end of 10 seconds, you're done with that feeling then you can really experience what it's like to feel your feelings in your body, knowing that it will end and without doing anything to numb yourself. Okay. So these are three amazing doable changes to play with. Again, just choose one and I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. 
I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.